This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, bringing you the best in hockey action. And of course, that means our hockey expert, Nate Lundy, joins us. You can follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. How's it going, Nate? It is great, Sean, although I will say I would like to go on the record right now as saying that I am not the individual who made the $20 free bet and won a half a million uh, on the conference championship games this weekend. I just want to I want to go ahead and put that out there. That was not me uh, that that did that, unfortunately, uh, because otherwise, Sean, you and I'd be doing this uh, podcast from the Bahamas. Yeah, see, that's what I was hoping. I knew it wasn't me, so I was hoping it was you and (laughs) go get a steak or something. But I guess not. What a what an incredible uh, what an incredible bet that that person made at FanDuel with the uh, free $20 bet and i will say this i always recommend doing goofy stuff like that when you get a free bet uh from the books because what have you got to lose right yeah, swing like for the fences yeah swing for the fence a lot of times when i get the freebie sean is when i'll try to put together a five six sometimes seven leg parlay just because i figure ah forget it let's see what happens and clearly that's what this individual did and i again i, I i'm sure it could be like a lottery thing where eventually we may find out who this person is but congratulations on one of the greatest bets i've ever seen yeah, and good taking advantage of it, too, every once in a while you see these because uh, those football scores were realistic scores. Yeah. Sometimes you get those ones like that and someone says, whatever, it's got to be the final score has got to be like 19 to 18 or something that's almost impossible to happen. But sort of regular numbers and regular differences between the two teams, the field goal difference, uh, you know, obviously that's that's worth taking a shot at every once in a while. So I would agree. And, and occasionally agree. in hockey, you get those two where, you know, it's possible it, the exact score is whatever, six to two, not likely, but could be. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's feasible. You've seen it happen during any, you know, any random games in the season. It just has to happen on the random game that you're putting it on in the season. But exactly, you never know. Exactly. So, you know, we're probably not going to win a half a million dollars. But, no. uh, you know, we've got uh, we got five games on the schedule tonight. Maybe we can find uh, some some gems to bet on here. Yes. And because it is a, a, a kind of thin slate of five and three of them are not really expected to be all that close. Uh, Florida is a heavy favorite over Columbus, as the Maple Leafs are even a heavier favorite over the Devils and the Senators. Uh, pardon me, the, the uh, Oilers a heavy favorite over the Senators, even though the Oilers are on the road. We're going to focus, at least at first, on the other two that look like they are close, and that would be one of the games uh, that you can see on ESPN Plus tonight. You'll be able to see both of them if you are a subscriber that would be the ducks at the red wings the red wings finally sort of kind of coming around after a couple of really bad years hovering around 500 uh, they are the favorite in this game at home but the ducks at 23 16 and 8 look to be a little bit better team so why do you think detroit's the favorite here well, I, I think you've seen just a slight favorite with Detroit. I, this one, Sean, I've, I've noticed um, it, it can depend on which book you look at. I mean, these are this is this is uh, almost considered a coin toss between these two teams. And 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 I am a little bit surprised to see um, Detroit where they're at, because you're right. Anaheim. Look, the, the return of Troy Terry um, for the Ducks was the exact shot in the arm that they needed. Um, he was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he, he's been their leading goal scorer. He has been. Uh, such an offensive weapon for them um, that, you know, when he was out, you could see uh, Anaheim struggling. Um, and, and and again, not surprisingly, I, I, I mean, when you lose somebody big like that and you're not a team with a lot of depth, 
um, you know, the, the Avalanche, for example, are very are a very deep team, which is why they can, you know, lose Nathan McKinnon or lose Gabe Landeskog as they have uh, off and on throughout the season and, and still wind up winning games. Um, but, you know, Anaheim desperately needed uh, to have Troy Terry return. But in this particular case, I, I, I think that this is one where I, I kind of want to stay away from picking um, the winner. I, I lean a little bit towards Detroit. Um, you know, being at home, but with the way Anaheim has come on lately, this is one that I'm going to stay away from there, but I am going to look at the total, um, in this one. And it's because, uh, Detroit has been, uh, generous, shall we say, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in allowing goals, Sean. Uh, I mean, they're down towards the bottom of the NHL. I think they're allowing 3.44 goals, uh, per game, uh, right now, which puts them, you know, again, in the, in the bottom, uh, of the rankings, for the National Hockey League, Anaheim sits sort of right in the middle um, of the of the standings. They allow about 2.8 goals per contest, 2.79 to be exact. So it, I'm expecting this one because there has been some inconsistencies with the goaltending and, and, and with the defensive play and the fact that Anaheim has had um, this, you know, the, the, the resurgence from a scoring standpoint with Troy Terry returning. I was actually surprised, Sean, at the uh, this morning to see this game with an over under at five and a half. I would have actually expected this one to be at a flat six. So the fact that it's over under right now at five and a half, and if we use our friends at DraftKings, it's juiced slightly to the over at a minus one twenty. Um, so it hasn't been juiced up a ton yet. But I think this is a this is a game to me, Sean, that screams like a four two final. And and I honestly can't tell you which way it's going to go. I think we're I think that extra goal could wind up being an empty netter. But I I just feel like six plus is going to happen between these two teams. I think that makes a lot of sense. And 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 we talk about Detroit. You know, I mentioned they're just oh just under five hundred, but. They sort of have an odd split because they have 19 wins on the season. 13 of them are at home. They're actually a very good home team at 13, 8, and 3. So maybe there is something there, but I'm with you. I think Detroit is a lesser team than Anaheim, even though they play better at home. So I don't really want to jump on that either. But you talk about a game that you thought was six. In the last 10, Nate, you gave up the data on the season. The Red Wings are giving up 3.2 goals per game, and the Ducks are giving up 2.8 goals per game. Well, we do the quick math. That is exactly six goals. So, I mean, that's what yeah. they've been doing over the last 10 games uh, these teams have, and we've only had a chance to see them one time, and that was uh, earlier in the month. They were supposed to have a game on the 6th and a game on the 9th. The 6th was postponed. The 9th, the Ducks ended up winning that game in a shootout 4-3. to three. So, yeah, I, I do think you have a couple of good scorers here. Yeah. When you look at uh, Dylan Larkin getting hot, uh, gets two goals in his last game. Troy Terry, of course, has been one of the better players in the league all season long. And I think what you look at with both of these teams, they actually uh, commit a surprising amount of penalties. Both of them are in the about you know 10 penalty minutes per game area. So this might be a good opportunity to pick one of those players that you like, whether it's a Larkin, whether it's Terry or whether it's someone else for a power play point. And because of that, I know we've picked that here and there. I'm going to go with Terry simply because I think he's a major cog in that offense, but I will go with Terry for a point on the power play. I'm not so bold as to say a goal, but I do like the idea of picking him for a point. And I really also agree with you. I like the over on that. Uh, the averages suspect, and including the last game we watched them play that it'd be that too and as you pointed out even money as over at DraftKings as we speak so I, I like all of those and this seems like the good one to throw a little player prop in here or there but I wouldn't go heavy on the goals because you just don't know which guy's going to get it but I do like the idea of a power play point for Troy Terry 
Yeah, I, I, I think you're on to something there. And again, when when I see, um, you know, I look for the correlation that you can do that you just talked about. I, I love seeing the correlation for player props between a, a, a match that I expect to be high scoring, which in this case I do, combined with if at least one of the two teams is known for spending a little bit too much time in the box. Um, and, and when that happens, for me, that's the, um, you know, that's the golden opportunity to go for those power play points because you're getting better odds. You know, I mean, for Troy Terry to get a point is probably, you know, a, a, a minus 190, right. uh, if not a minus 200. But on the power play, obviously, the, the books are going to give you better odds uh, in terms of your payback simply because you are uh, you're willing to take the shot that it's going to happen on the man advantage. Yep, exactly. And so that's a way to try to get, I, you know, we, we have similar approaches, but a little different because, boy, I hate I hate paying the juice. Oh, yeah. I know I know it's there for a reason, but I, I'm always maneuvering to try to get into plus, which might not be the smartest thing in the world. But, you know, for entertainment purposes only, as they say, <laughs> uh, that's the way I like to roll. We go over to Chicago where they take on uh, the Blackhawks will host the Canucks tonight. They, these are teams that I've, at least on the surface, pretty evenly matched. The Canucks, uh, well, about as mediocre as you can get. 19-19-6 with an 11-11-3 away record. And Blackhawks uh, still kind of trying to get above water. 16-21-7. Similar type of record. A little bit under 500 at home. But I look at these two teams and, and even though the Blackhawks have been uneven, when you still look at their top players, I think the scoring potential is there for them to have a, a really good high-scoring game at just about any point in time. That said, you look at the two previous games these teams have played, and they have split, but the Blackhawks have a total of two goals in those two matchups. Yeah, uh, e- exactly, Sean. And, and you know, I, I think this is one where I'm looking at, uh, you know, the, the numbers that are, again, I'm, I'm going to use DraftKings as our example. Right now, you can get under five-and-a-half goals at plus odds, plus 105. Um, and that's where I'm leaning in this one. We know that Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be between the pipes uh, for Chicago. That was announced a little bit before uh, we started to record today's podcast. Thatcher Demko is expected to be between the pipes for Vancouver. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed yet or not, but I know that Fleury has. Um, and this is what I find really fascinating about Marc-Andre Fleury, who has had a very up-and-down season. And in, and in fact, his record is 14-14-3. and So you really can't get much more up-and-down than what we've seen uh, out of Fleury uh, here for the Blackhawks this season. But this is what's fascinating, Sean. He is giving up 2.69 goals per game on the road. He's giving up 3.08 at home. That's he's actually, weird. He's actually allowing <laughs> more goals at home uh, than he is on the road, which is just very weird. Um, and, and, you know, Demko has been pretty solid. Here's here's the thing that stands out to me in this particular um, in this particular game. The Blackhawks um, and the Canucks both rank. They are separated by two one hundredths, two point four five and two point four three. If you want to be exact, that puts them at twenty eighth and twenty ninth in the NHL in scoring. Um, so even though you're talking about, for example, a Marc-Andre Fleury who has been very up and down this season, he's facing a Vancouver team that just hasn't been scoring um, over the course of the season. And so both of these teams have been struggling from an offensive standpoint, and I don't expect that to suddenly explode tonight. So, you know, this is a bet that I'm making. Um, I'm going to take the under on the five and a half, and it's a bet that I'm making because the plus odds are there. I, I, I'm surprised that it's leaning a little bit to the over, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think this is a contest that's probably a three to one, uh, a three to two, uh, because I do think these teams, um, because of their inconsistencies, it makes it a bit 
of a coin toss uh, in terms of who will win. So this is another one very similar to the Ducks and the Red Wings, Sean, where I'm going to I'm going to stay away from the money line. Uh, I'm going to be focused in on the total. And I think this is going to be a low scoring game tonight. I suspect you're probably right. I mean, we're talking about two teams. They know the best one of them is 500. They're not particularly good teams, and, and the teams that score more are the teams that are good. So, yeah, I think I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. You know, Jonathan Taves, by the way, still dealing with uh, concussion protocol. Don't, don't expect him to be back for this game. If he's not, that's obviously a, a major cog out of the Chicago offense. They still have a couple guys that can – bring a little bit of offense in uh, Alex Dabrinkit and, and Patrick Kane is still hanging in there doing his thing, but uh, they're, they're not super high scoring players at this stage. So I, I definitely like that under, I, I don't, I look at the, the Blackhawks on that puck line at a minus 1.5 and I'm, I'm, under no circumstances am I taking that whatsoever. And I, I'm not sure who's going to win the game either, but the puck line on either side, I just don't have a lot of faith in it. The, the one that actually intrigues me, Nate, because that there are – if I'm going to do something different than what you're doing is that these two teams, I think it's going to be low scoring. Like you said, I think it's going to be a three to two. Maybe there's an empty net or who knows what. I sort of like going on the 60-minute line and picking this game to go to overtime. Right now at DraftKings, that sits at a plus uh, 320, and if it goes to overtime, then after that, you don't even care who wins. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Uh, I normally would not do that, but I just look at the way these teams are playing. I look at the way that the goaltenders are playing, because as you mentioned, Fleury's not performing well at home, but on the year he's been up and down, 2.88, we know we can have better games than that. The interesting thing is both Demko, or even if it's Halak, are both guys that have better goals against than Flurry. So they've had really good years, even though the teams in front of them are not that good. I think I'm going to get a little wacky, and I think I'm going to pick this one go to overtime. I'm going to take that plus 320. Yeah, I, I don't blame you on that one. I don't think that's a bad one. Again, at the plus 320, not a bad way to be able to go. Um, you know, could be a 2-2 type of thing, um, which would then keep it to the under uh, that that I'm looking yeah. for. But yeah, I, I think you could be looking at a game that requires the extra frame. And, and if that happens, you got yourself a nice little payday. So not a bad way to go. Um, and I do want to throw this out. I know we mentioned this right at the very beginning of the podcast, um, that the other three games on the schedule tonight are such heavy favorites. Everybody is a minus 200 or higher uh, in terms of the juice. Uh, Edmonton is the is the one that's at a minus 200. Everybody else is is even higher including Toronto that's up in the 300s. But I will throw this out there to you. If you take all three favorites, so that would be Florida on the road against Columbus, Toronto at home uh, against the Devils, and then Edmonton on the road against Ottawa. If you took all three favorites on the money line and parlay them together, you can actually get that to a plus 164. Um, So, you know, sometimes, look, on any given night, right? I mean, anything can happen. Um, But... If you if you are trying to find a way to maybe get a little bit creative uh, with those other three games, I would tell you that if you just took each of them on the money line, if you can just get the teams to essentially hold serve that are expected to win um, and should win handily, um, you know, forget the puck line, anything like that, just money line for the Leafs, the Panthers and the Oilers, if you put them together, you get it to a plus 164. So that is a way that you can utilize those other three games if you want. Um, and then the other thing that I would throw out there, I think the Florida-Columbus game has the potential to be high scoring. It's the reason that the over-under sits at six and a half. So whether you're looking to build uh, a DFS lineup, perhaps, 
or you're simply looking for where you might be able to get some value in some player props. Um, that game I expect to be high scoring. And if that's the case, obviously um, make that the make that contest the focal point of your lineup or of the player props that you're going to do, because, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in Ohio tonight. Yeah, that, that's a good point there. And I like the idea of of parlaying those together, even though you don't get into huge plus money. But you're talking about three really big favorites. Yeah. And so you're not talking about some eight game parlay or something crazy. Uh, I do like that. And I, I may go ahead and do that and offset my uh, well, my going out on a limb with my draw <laughs> on the 60 minute line there with the Canucks and the Blackhawks. But I just don't love either of those teams right now. So we will see. Well, that's what we have uh, tonight. The all-star break is rapidly approaching some very uh, fun sounding skills competition games just getting announced this morning for the what they're going to do out in Vegas. It'll be a treat. Make sure you go check that out, too. Something to look forward to. But we will be back right before the all-star break when games come to a close on Monday night with another slate that we will look at and uh, take a peek at what might be able to sneak in there before the break happens. And, of course, you won't have that long break in the Winter Olympics this year because the NHL is going to keep going. They have games to make up from the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So uh, your break from uh, NHL action will not be as lengthy as we expected anyway. Thank you for the insight, Nate. Always good stuff, and uh, they can catch you. By the way, uh, Nate does a, a television show. So if you're in the in the Colorado broadcast area or you get Altitude Television, uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about what you're doing there. Yeah, uh, it's a show called You Bet Tonight. Um, we are on before every Avalanche and Nuggets game uh, on Altitude. Altitude is the home for uh, for both teams uh, in uh, in the Colorado region. Um, and we are on before every game. So, And it's not just bets on the Avs and the Nuggets. We do bets on everything from college basketball to golf. Uh, you name it, uh, we cover it all uh, on the show. Myself and uh, host Todd Romero. Uh, we really have a good time on the show. We have some fun with it. It's 30 minutes. It's really uh, fast-paced. Um, we get a lot of bets in, um, you know, usually anywhere between 15 and 20 uh, of my picks as we go through. And again, it crosses all sports, um, which is really what I think is fun. So if you're in the region, you get a chance to watch it. Or if you're somebody that has the uh, the regional sports package, uh, you can pick us up again on altitude. Just uh, uh, check your uh, your listings. But it's called uh, You Bet Tonight. And we're on before every abs and nugs game, which means as Sean, as you as you know, it means uh, I, I'm on like six days a week. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, it's really a a pretty crazy schedule i've had a couple of people that work in television that have said wait a minute how do you do that and my answer is always the same coffee yeah uh, so coffee that's uh that's what does it but i appreciate the chance to be able to plug it and the other thing if you don't get the um if you don't get uh, uh altitude or you don't get you bet tonight um obviously sean and i um you know do the do the podcast a couple of days a week but i try um i don't always remember so you can always tweet at me and remind me um i try to remember to post up the picks that i do even the stuff that i do on the television show i try to remember uh, to share those with everybody on twitter for those of you that don't get the show um so that you can still see the picks that i do uh, so make sure you're following me at nate lundy there you go at nate lundy you can follow me if you'd like it s-d-r-o-t-a-r and we will be back on wednesday thanks for listening to sticks and stacks part of the sawdust podcast network